This is Tony Silva and Charles Wiz and two teachers talking. Uh, episode 44, um, Charles and I get together and uh, talk about teaching in Japan, teaching English in Japan, and a lot of things that give us problems and solutions that we might have found and a lot of questions that we still have. But um, today's going to be a little bit different because uh, it's not going to be two teachers talking as much. Um, as it is going to be some of our students, well, They're your my, students. Student, my students, some of my students um, talking back and uh, telling us uh, about some of their experiences. Um, so that's going to be quite a little change. It is, it is. And probably mm-hmm. people are out on their homes right now applauding. <laughs> oh, great. Great, I don't have to listen to that guy. Yeah, those guys. <laughs> oh, there's two of us. That's there's right. I forget. It's two teachers talking. It's not a. <laughs> so before we get to the kids, though, um, we did have uh, a little follow up from uh, one of uh, one of our listeners <laughs> that I know intimately. Um, a little follow up on our uh, talk about being a tough teacher, and uh, we referenced uh, an article written by Joanne Lippman, and the comment from the listener was, "Well." Was this person a teacher? And um, to our you know, fault, bad. Um, no, we didn't. I didn't. I hadn't checked, um, but I did check, and no surprise. No, the the person's background did not include um, any classroom teaching. I think that was obvious to us, right? That this, I, that was an assumption that it, I made. It was an assumption I made too that this is because, not a yeah, teacher. This is not. This is definitely. It's not. It's not how a teacher talks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it, yeah, the whole attitude kind of uh, exuded a, a lack of direct teaching experience, and yeah, I guess yeah, just assumed. But no, um, in fact, uh, the person is is not a teacher. Right. Yeah, I think that what the giveaway was that it just oversimplified the problem. Mm-hmm. And most teachers I know will tell you that there are no such thing as simple problems, simple <laughs> solutions, simple yeah. conditions. Sure. Well, the article's there. The link is on the webpage. And if you want to look up the bio in um, Wikipedia, you can do that. And then you can okay. pull together your own information. So um, That's one thing. And I have to make a correction. I goal. referred yeah, in, that, right. in the episode I talked about the Japanese psychologist, Doi, and referred to her as he... Rather than that, because it's of course it's Doi Takako, so oh, okay. that's my my bad there, and I don't want to go on record as making a, or I let me know I want to go on record that I did make that mistake and I recognize it and I want to correct it. Duly noted for the record. Ah uh, yes yes yes, there okay. it is again. So I know that the pearly gates. This will be marked down and. Okay, we're getting out of eraser and taking off the little black mark. Don't take away my stars, though, okay? No stars. Yeah, there are no stars. There are no no good marks. There's only black marks on my my portfolio. Okay. So we have this interesting thing, Tony. It's your students talking from one of your universities. Yeah, this is a... Very interesting kids. Yeah, it's the end of their first year. They're first-year students at um, Osaka University, and... uh, we, I just took a microphone, stuck it in the classroom, and uh, a bunch of us uh, talked a little bit about the, you know, their impressions, their experiences, their thoughts, and looking back on their first year, what they experienced. They are all either English or other language majors. Yeah, they, so they're majoring in English or Portuguese or Hindi or, or whatever. Thai, I think, right? And if and if they're majoring in another language, their minor is English. Okay. And uh, so they're all foreign language for them foreign language majors and uh, language study and you know culture and everything else that goes along with it as long as the other own battery of classes okay so i guess uh we'll shut up and uh we'll listen to our students or your and, students uh, yeah well i think they they might be speaking for more than their just group so there's there's five they're of them. speaking they're speaking for a certain kind of student i think okay. is a good way to put it Hmm. Right. This is, you know, the kind of because you have students. Right. I was listening and uh, I don't want to give too much away, but there are students who are majoring in other languages. So they've already kind of have a certain level of English skill, English ability. Correct. That might be far above the average level for um, what goes on in a Japanese university. That's a that's a really good. It's point. a good group. People are not. It's a good point to make that. Yeah, these are not average students. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is at least one standard deviation away from the median. Mm. The mean, right? Okay. Mm. So enough said. And well, enough said. And here they are. 
Okay, this is Tony Silva, and we're at uh, Osaka University with some of my star <laughs> students this year. And uh, I've invited them to join us, and they're going to talk to us a little bit about their first year and uh, what it's meant to them and what they've, not really what they've learned. I'm not sure that they've learned that much, not for me anyway. And uh, so maybe we'll just uh, go around the table and you guys can introduce yourselves. Maybe ladies first. Yes. <laughs> Hello, my name is Ami Tanaka. My major is Italian. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Shoko Kida. My major is Portuguese. Nice to meet you. I'm Ryosuke Takemoto. I like Parage Bento. Uh -huh. Nice to meet you. My name is Taiki Tazaki. My major is Dennis. Thank you. Hello, uh, my name is Ryo Fujioka. I major in Thai. Nice to meet you. Okay, guys. Well, you're finishing up your first year, and uh, you know, kind of looking back. I mean, what are your big impressions? What was different for you? What was uh, surprising? Good or bad? <laughs> Good or bad? Wow. What I found good is we are free. We can to which classes to take, mm -hmm. we can study abroad, we can do part-time job, mm -hmm. or even we can set up a company. Mm -hmm. And so, and this summer, I got a chance to stay at the United States, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it impressed me because it, it was my first time to speak to Native Americans, to many Americans oh, really? before, uh -huh. <laughs> so it inspired me to learn English more. It was just travel? Yeah, that's what I uh, about for two weeks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that must be so. I think more good things than bad things. I thought more students will be absent from school. But many teachers are really enthusiastic. They're always hard to try to teach us. A good thing. <laughs> we have many teachers, but not all teachers. Because bad teacher doesn't know what we don't know. Uh, for example, mm -hmm. the math is weird. So we like Japanese, English, social study history. Mm -hmm. um, so I can't understand math at all, mathematics mm -hmm. or science. But the teacher doesn't know that, so explain very difficult things to me first. Mm -hmm. So that's the problem, I think. Uh huh. I see. <laughs> well, or sometimes teachers, some teachers, mainly focus on his or her you know, uh, research, not for teaching us. So <laughs> yeah. I, sometimes I saw so. So that's why you know, maybe they know. Something, but they sometimes they are not good at teaching. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes just uh, <clears throat> like biography. <laughs> 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 I graduated mm. that school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, because the teachers know much more than you know teachers in high school or something, uh -huh. uh, you know. They look more attractive for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was excited. How about teachers of your measuring measuring the language? Measuring. Yeah, they are so enthusiastic. Yeah, they encourage us to study more harder. Yeah, but it's good. Encourage or force? Oh, I like my teacher. <laughs> <laughs> my teacher. Very, very much. Very much. Mm. It's okay, they're, they're probably not listening. I think that some teachers not not good at teaching things. But more important thing is we try to study autonomously. Mm, we should try to study by myself. Mm, by myself. Uh -huh. mm. Yes. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, independently uh -huh. or autonomously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> well, he said you should. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think the university is the place where find something interesting, but that interesting thing is never I I've met. <laughs> Was that a big, is it like that move from like high school where you're taught everything step by step and the teachers really push you step by step to this university <coughs> environment where you're, as you said, kind of half expected to do everything on your own. Was that a difficult adjustment? Mm. You were ready for it. It's not difficult, difficult for me because mm. mm. I studied in high school, mm -hmm. in high school, you were serious in high school too. Yeah. Um, in high school, I studied by myself, mm -hmm. so there is Okay. I prefer to learn by myself rather than in the classroom. Mm -hmm. The teacher said, well, we like or something like that. Uh -huh. I like to <laughs> <I like laughs> by myself at home. I see. But so silent environment mm -hmm. and no interfere. Well, I see. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but for me, uh, I'd like to you know, finish my studying only in the classroom. You know, I'd like to finish my study in class mm. because I'd like to do some other things after my class. So maybe it is my problem now facing for me, I'm facing is that uh, since I'm doing a lot of things rather than classes or studying, uh, it is sometimes hard to, you know, save my time to study only study because Yes, I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> so what, if that, uh, so for some people it was hard, it was, it, and some people it wasn't. What were some of the things that were difficult to adjust to? If maybe nothing, I don't know. So like going from high school to university, what was difficult? Clothes. <laughs> uh, I get up and oh, no, no, this is more just yesterday and day after So you had uniforms in high school? Yeah, mm -hmm. in high school too, and elementary school, and elementary school. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a good thing you don't go to a women's university because I think that's all they think about. They don't have any time for studying because they spend all their time thinking about their clothes. <laughs> yeah. So, going from uniforms and, and dressing yourselves, what else was the, what else was hard? Uh, yeah. I think in a university there is no close relationship between teachers and students. Mm -hmm. In a elementary school and junior high school, in high school we we studied with teachers who who uh, who studied yeah, who taught us mm -hmm. two to five times within a week. Mm -hmm. But in a university, we have we usually have a class that can take one time within the week. So it's difficult for us to have close relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. It's something that teachers complain about too. It's something that I complain about. Um, at least here at, at our university, we are together for a whole calendar year. We have, we're two semesters together. At some of the schools where I teach, each semester I get new students, so I barely get to know the students or the new ones. So it's even more extreme than when you're talking about. And it makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
and it would be also difficult for you know friends too. You know, mm. it, it would be very difficult to mm. get closer relationship with teachers. But you know, since you know, in high school or junior high school, elementary school, we have a class with you know fixed members. Mm. But in universities, we the member of the classes changing, mm. so it would be more hard to be friends mm. with them. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> right. mm -hmm. I rent. So I, I'm from Okayama. Mm -hmm. So I'm now living by myself mm -hmm. with my family. Mm -hmm. So oh. I got up by myself. I have to do many chores, washing dishes, doing laundry. Yeah. So <laughs> this yeah. uh, exhausting. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> today, today, I almost left. <laughs> Nobody wake up me. Uh, <laughs> and, and that's a big problem. Yeah. For me, mm -hmm. uh, the good, good, we can make mm -hmm. some foreign friends mm -hmm. in yeah. university. So in high school or junior high school, mm -hmm. school, mm, I've, I've never made mm -hmm. foreign friends. Mm -hmm. But mm, these days, I often talk with <laughs> some foreign friends. Mm -hmm. Very good parents. Mm -hmm. one, yeah, one of the very big advantages of, of being at this university is the large number of foreign students here. There's a lot of people from other, other countries studying. But it was less than my expectation. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I thought that there were more than more more foreign uh, students, but when I entered here, there were much less than I thought. But I. When I was elementary school student, my I live in I'm from Mie mm -hmm. in Yokkaichi city. Mm -hmm. There are many Polish people. Oh. So oh. I in the class. Uh, yes, yes. Ah, yeah. uh, Portuguese speaking people. Yeah, speaking. Mm -hmm. So we I have I had five. At least five friends, uh, five people in a class. Oh, really? Yeah, right. yeah, so, but on the other hand, in a university, mm -hmm. I don't have. This <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. Japanese? Yes. Oh. Japanese mm. and. Well, I think oh. it's very good for English writing to mm. make foreign friends. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought I so, but this day I realized that. Students in Osaka University can speak Japanese very well, mm -hmm. and they try to speak to me in Japanese. Ah. <laughs> you know, we try to we speak to they to you know to learn ah. English, but they also think that they want to learn Japanese. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. even if I talk to them in English, they listen to me in Japanese. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I promise you, I'll never try to speak to you in Japanese. <laughs> So uh, so much well for the first year, but how about uh, how about the future? What are, you, what are your plans for maybe after graduation? If you if you have any big dreams or big plans, but I don't have my dream. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my major is Hindi language, uh -huh. so I want to study abroad. I will study in India for a long time. Long term. Mm -hmm. Then what will you do? <laughs> 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 I'm interested in developing studies. Developing? Yeah. I'll go to India, mm -hmm. then I'll see situation. <laughs> so will you, will you take business classes or engineering classes? Ah, uh, yeah. By, by myself. <laughs> by yourself. I, I see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll try. I first. You can learn them in India, then, but in <laughs> 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 
How about anybody else? Anybody else got a plan? Well, it's not the dream after graduation, but in the, my university, mm. well, I'd like to travel around the world. Mm. Well, in this summer vacation, I traveled Thailand by myself for the mm. first time, and it was so great, you know. Mm. Well, we, I talked a lot of people, you know, not related to me mm. in Thai language, and it was so, I, I, I can't, you know, tell you exactly what I felt in English, but it was a great experience for me. So, you know, in that, after that experience, I can do so that I'd like to go more and more other places. Great, that's good to hear, because um, you know, just in terms of my impression, right, talking about the students from year to year, I really noticed a drop in student interest uh, regarding living and traveling abroad. So I'm, I'm really happy to hear that. And so, Please tell the rest of your classmates how wonderful it was to, to travel abroad. You too. <laughs> Anybody else? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm Sam Tudio, and I'm thinking to study abroad, although I don't decide where to go. Mm -hmm. uh, United States, uh, Denmark, uh -huh. and also travel around world main countries, mm -hmm. so especially Europe. Mm -hmm. Much more <laughs> <laughs> always a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my dream is to talk with many people in the world. Mm -hmm. I like to a little different. Mm -hmm. So I this year I learned in the textbook or some book or what magazine. <laughs> Many misleading or misunderstanding of the word there is. So I have a Spanish, uh, I don't know Spanish, but Spanish teacher. Mm -hmm. So he went to the where Chile, mm -hmm. and there is Indian, many Indian. Mm -hmm. And if he lived there and then meet them and talk with them, then he found out that. Oh, this is the mistake, big mistake in the book. Many, every book. Mm -hmm. So no truth in the book. Uh -huh. So he knew the truth because he was a friend of the Indian. So I, maybe I need to talk. <laughs> and I want to learn the religion. Mm. I preserve the second religion. It's in Japanese. So I need to know that. Many words occurred from the religion. Mm. Yeah. Religion and culture, the difference of both. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So I want to know that. And then I want to write that. I want to be a writer mm -hmm. and tell you, mm -hmm. not you. So all that people, especially Japanese people. Great. To know the world needs it, yeah. Because yeah, whether it's a textbook or whether it's a newspaper or whether it's television news or news from anywhere, um, we always have to be careful about the veracity of what the information that you're getting. Mm -hmm. You'll find it's a very important lesson, <laughs> and you'll keep finding that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I don't have a big dream such you talk mm -hmm. but I have one thing what I want to do mm -hmm. very much it is I go to Italy mm -hmm. and eat <laughs> food much that's a good place to eat yeah. <laughs> I decided my major because Italian food are oh, really? <laughs> yeah. well, that's a good reason as any, I guess. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so to wrap up, you got something that you want to tell your teachers? Because this is a, a podcast for teachers. These are all teachers listening. What, do you, what should they know that they don't know? For the English teacher. Well, they're mostly English teachers, um, but yeah. My, my, I want to have more pronunciation classes. Oh. So in the classes, we listen to the teachers, we write for the research, and we read textbook, but no classes for pronunciation. Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. Of course, my pronunciation is not also good, but <laughs> so I want to have pronunciation. 
Please, please teach practical English. <laughs> practical. Usually, we are saying only writing or reading. Sometimes listening. Now I can't teach English. <laughs> so um, English teacher um, should teach more practical. English. Mm -hmm. Okay, pronunciation and practical. What else? Well, it's not that well. I'd like to have more opportunity to talk with foreign people because, well, at first I'm not good at English, but when I started to talk with foreign people or start communicate, start take communication with foreign people in English, I, I. I realized that it is very fun to communicate in English. Right? It is no, it is fun to communicate with other people, with the foreign people. So after that, I I try to study English more further. So I think it is important to notice that it is fun to communicate with foreign people. Because if we can realize it, we can study further. So. Like to have more opportunity to mm. talk with. <laughs> Is it here? Mm. Is <laughs> <laughs> I guess they must be doing an okay job. That's, that's your only complaint. So, all right. Well, that's pretty good. And uh, I think we're kind of running out of time. So, I guess maybe that's a good place to wrap it up. Well, thank you all very much for your input. I know this is not an easy thing, and you guys are very, very nervous, but I commend your courage, and uh, I really appreciate your participation and your making time to do this, and then, um, I'm sure that all the, the teachers listening also are going to appreciate it, because it's something that a lot of teachers don't do. They don't stop and like listen to what the students have to say, so even though you were very kind in your comments about their teaching <laughs> and a bit reserved. Um, I'm sure uh, whatever input they get, I, they also I will appreciate very much. And again, thanks for coming out this miserable, rainy day. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, thanks a lot, guys, and uh, good luck on the rest of your tests. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep, keep studying. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Take care. Yeah. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, so there we have it. Um, the students speak. So I'll be honest, and, the, and maybe for me it was uh, maybe the end of the semester burnout or depression or just fatigue uh things but uh yeah initially um when i listened to it the first time initially the first time um yeah i was kind of like let down a little bit i don't know i don't and i don't know listening again and again i can't remember exactly why but i don't know i kind of felt like maybe i had somehow let these students down in a way now, what do you mean by that um I guess because because I know the students, right? And kind of what I was hoping to hear was um, not necessarily something more positive. I was hoping to hear at least from one or two of them that, yes, that they uh, graduated from high school and they came to the university and for whatever reason or reasons, somehow the world had opened up to them and they had this wonderful you know, again wonderful experience or at least a positive experience and um had doors open and new worlds to explore and um you know, there's a lot of possible reasons for it but well, i didn't hear that so i was kind of like yeah were you disappointed that that didn't come from you or that just in general that their first year of education didn't generate that feeling um both, I, I guess, secondarily for myself, because again, you know, I'm, but I, I was hoping that like the whole university experience would have had a, a more bam impact on them, or at least that they expressed a little bit more of that. You mean that 
you know, wide-eyed kind of yeah. The it's like, wow. being entranced by the world of education and knowledge and academia at a totally sure. different level, yeah. right? Did you have that your first year of college? Kind of, yeah. Because yeah. I went because for for me it was like, it was a, it was a, a really big transition. I went from like a very strict, repressive uh, high school environment, all male high school environment, to um, a very wide open liberal. This again is nineteen early seventies. Um, this is a, a, a really it was like another planet, and the um, the openness of ideas and uh, the freedom of not only behavior but thought uh, for me was a revelation, and it and it was invigorating. Mm. So, you... I'm sorry they don't have that. Okay. So yeah, sad for them. Well, they they did make some interesting points. I mean, one... they made great points. Yeah, I just I just the first time I listened to it, I said, like, oh man, I'm I'm not delivering. I'm not I'm not I'm letting them down. I didn't or do we, my or, job. Or, or we as teachers are letting them down somehow. You know, okay. not just me, but like my my colleagues too. It's like we're not we're not we're not giving these kids what they should. We should. Somehow we're not. Yeah, we're not doing our job, as you said. But anyway, I don't know. Okay, and then but they made. But they said. But they said a lot of great stuff. Yes, yes, yes. So the first listening was kind of the disappointment that I I didn't do enough. We're not doing enough. They're not. They're not enthralled. They're not energized. And then on second listening, third listening. Well, um, that didn't. I mean, that impression kind of held, but I I stopped. You know, I got over it, so to speak, and listened to more like the you know for detail. And uh, kind of reading between the lines and the tea leaves and things. And I came up with a lot of interesting observations. One of the things that, um, and I'll mention their name because I know the kids, but one of the women talks to one of the guys when Shoko says to uh, Ryosuke, the guy who's uh, going to want to go to India and be, basically, uh, kind of in a very free, structureless in- environment. And I asked him, I said, what are you going to take? Are you going to study Hindi? Are you going to study English? Are you going to study business? Yeah, I'm just going to go. And one of the students said, well, maybe, at least at the beginning, maybe you need a teacher. And I thought that was really interesting because then she gave gave a reason, right? Mm. She said, yeah, um, especially at the beginning, you need maybe you're going to need somebody to give you a, a little direction, to explain to you what's important to learn and what's not important to learn. And it's a, it's a small toss-off comment, but... It gives a, a bit of insight into what, like, the picture of, of what they think a teacher's role might be, right? Mm. Um, as a guide to separate what's important to know, what's not important to know, where you should direct your learning energy. Or just it's um, kind of indicative of different kinds of learning styles. Mm, yeah, right? too. One that person too, just yeah. wants to just jump in without any information, without any guidance, and wants to sink or swim. Kind yeah. of shows a lot of confidence also. Yes. And the, I think your point about, uh, well, well, all these kids are, they're kind of a self-selected group. They all volunteered. So they all have a good bit of confidence. But the other thing you mentioned about learning styles too, um, in the discussion, I was very struck by how many of the students were independently motivated mm. learners. So yeah, very self-regulating with a lot of agency. Through high yeah. school. Yeah, even in high school, they says, well, I said, well, is it a big transition from high school to university? It's like, well, no. In high school, I was right. kind of responsible myself, too. I, I did it by myself. I go, whoa. <laughs> yeah. We have students, there's examples of students who figured out how to study and be successful academically. What's interesting is whether or not the they learned it on their own or they had some guidance there. But they've always had the, you know, I hate to use the word motivation, right? Yeah. We'll talk about this later in one of our episodes. But they are students who go, go to it. They get it done. They want to learn something, and they understand that they have to do things to learn. But how they learn it, that was an interesting thing. Yeah, when you know, it was like, I'll just go over there and you know see what happens. And the other is, well, maybe you want a teacher, <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. To, maybe mm-hmm. you don't know what you don't know, right? So that was very interesting. Okay, mm. I, yeah, like, I thought one. that was an interesting turn in the conversation. Yeah, 
the other one of the other ones that I thought was interesting um, was uh, one of the students' comments, and he talked about how for him it was important, or this is what he wanted to do is finish all his studying in class. So then he was out of class. There were other things that he wanted to do. Mm. And, and I thought that was interesting for a number of reasons. But I think that the big one was, it's like, it kind of tells me that, yeah, at least in, in his mind, and, and probably in other kids too, the picture of what education is supposed to be or what a classroom is supposed to be and how, at least in that, the model that seems to imply is that school is school and life is life. And um, it's like, yeah, I, yeah, my, my, my soul took a hit on this one. It's like, well, you know, come on, man. It's, that's not the way it ideally, as far as I'm concerned, uh, should be. I mean, that should be integrated. I mean, the education is not the classroom and it's not life. It's all those things together. I mean, and not having that integrated into like, and I guess it's what I kind of was looking for in, you know, my initial expectations of this conversation is like, well, yeah, this is what's happening in the classroom is like enriching my life and I'm doing these other things in my life. And that's like applies to what I'm doing in school and all that. It's a tr some kind of transformative experience. And like, well, it, it is still being very compartmentalized. <clears throat> and so I thought that was interesting, too. I don't know. I'm, I, I see it as a false dichotomy, but well, that's that's me, right? Right. But my question is, these are students, they have to select their major when they come to college, right? Yes. And then they can't change. You can, but it's... Really difficult. It's difficult. In, in so it's possible that that's a student who may have chosen a major... I should have asked, right? Did they choose mm -hmm. a major that they thought they were interested in, discovered that there's something else that they want to learn now? Mm-hmm. Mm mm -hmm. This is a positive way to look at it. But I understand yeah. what you mean by that dichotomy. We would hope that we wouldn't have that. But also, it kind of represents that just get it done idea, yeah, too, right? Yeah, just yeah, get yeah. it done, you know, instead of, you know, slow cook the thing, right? Let me approach it. Let me let it hang for a while. It's um, different, I think, from, let's say, if you were a, a serious literature major. Where you'd be and I guess, and I guess, one of the maybe one of the reasons why that stuck with me is because I remember that was kind of how I looked at things when I was in high school. Ah, uh, ah, you know, ah. school is totally—it's just something that he had to do, as you said, get it over with, get it done, and then now, when, when, when school is finished, now I can do the real stuff. Mm. Whether it's fooling around with my friends or whether it's exploring and learning on my own—that separation, that distinction um when i went to when i went to university then that kind of like fell apart and i learned that the importance of integrating all those things together uh how rich that can make life and uh that kind of hit me too mm. maybe that's why it hit me okay yeah i think as educators we hope that they would savor and want to you know spend as much time as possible yeah, you're not just earning, a, you know, a grade and a GPA so that you can get a good job, ideally, right? Right. It has some kind of significance beyond that. <clears throat> okay. Certainly the way that's why I structure my classes. <laughs> Apparently not doing a very good job at it. <laughs> One of the other things that um, kind of hit me because uh, <clears throat> my my partner, Allison, is uh, you know always doing like a lot of research on uh, needs analysis. And so, you know, I picked this up right away and with, um, again, Shoko, who was um, one of the things that she was critical of her teachers, not all of her teachers, some of her teachers, um, because they, um, their lack of maybe or inability or to interpret the stu uh, student's needs, you know, a needs analysis type thing. Um talked about how some of the teachers really kind of had a blind spot for what the students didn't know or like the gap between what was being presented and what the students were able to absorb or accept, um, you know, kind of leapfrog. And in some, in one sense, it's something that I think all of us probably have stumbled on um, either by our own mistake or by you know bad information that's given to us about classes that we've had where we go into the class with 
you know, our preparation, aiming for a level that is, frankly, you know, beyond the abilities uh, of the students in the class. Uh, it's and we, we talked about at the beginning of class and being able to jump back and regroup and, and um, improvise. Uh, when that happens, and I guess in this stu- this case, this was a student who's or a teacher who was <laughs> maybe not able to do that. Yeah, that's always a problem, but it's a good point. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, uh, I, I, when I heard that, I was about to say, well, when you don't understand, do you raise your hand? Do mm-hmm. you let the professor know that it's not clear, or did you just sit quietly? That was my immediate response because obviously you know that the students it's something that they recognize. Sure. But you know how how does a teach how is a teacher supposed to get feedback from students and this is of course the bane of every teacher mm. I think in Japan right is that you say do you understand and or do you not understand and there's no response. Yeah. So yeah that was my I was like I was wondering you should ask if you see Mm. Or again, you know, do you raise your hand when you don't understand? Because I was really kind of like, <laughs> when I was listening, that's what, wait a second, I want to ask this question here. So, okay. But there were some other interesting things they talked about, too, don't you think? Um, yeah, yeah. There, there's a, there, So there's much, actually, things. you know. So. Yeah, there's a lot of little points, right? A little one, but something that we understand. Um, and I'm, But I was actually kind of surprised that they picked up on this. Um, you know, there there was some criticism of some of their teachers who were, you know, very knowledgeable and but were primarily researchers rather than educators. So they said they said, well, yeah, these teachers are really bright and they really know a lot, but they're not very good teachers. Right. Hmm. Well, why would you be surprised if they picked that up? No, no. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Well, oh no, no, no. I, 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 I think that's what um, you yeah. said, right? Yeah. Um, I would maybe expect them not to think that much about that distinction either the class is boring or the class is not boring um he's a good teacher he's not not even he's a bad teacher and not think that much about why i don't know well i think that's i wouldn't expect them to thought that much about it well at that level of student i think that they're able to make that distinction i think there's other students who maybe would think the class was boring but wouldn't be able to realize that it's because the teacher's going over their head. Mm. I mean, these are students who pretty much have understood everything that's been put in front of them through high school, I think. And when they get to college, the I think they have enough experience and confidence to know that, well, it could be either that the subject's too complicated or somebody's not presenting it well, or they're mm. presenting it in a too complex form. But I mean, these, these you know, listening to it, right, these are students with a reasonable degree of self-awareness they mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. themselves as learners, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there was that um, the other comment where they said it wasn't that much of a transition from high school to college. Yeah, yeah, right. That you know, you might want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Well, I, well, I, I don't have that much more to add about it, except that yeah, the, the number of the kids were. I you know, they said that. Well, they, it wasn't that big of a transition because they've been doing this all along. These are kids who've learned how to teach themselves. Um, and yeah, and then, and maybe no surprise there either. And I'll just say, I'll just add that, well, that's kind of how I was too. Um, I didn't, whether I was uh, in high school or in university, I didn't rely a lot on my teachers to teach, you know, a little guidance, perhaps a little steered steering, but that was about it. Mm. What about you? In college? Mm, Both high school, college, high school, pretty, um, did I don't know. I had one of these experiences. Um, it must have been advanced math. I think it was after trigonometry, or maybe it was in trigonometry. But it, I remember um, one of the teachers showed us how you can. Um, I don't know what's the best way. It's been so long. I, I remember the experience, but I don't remember the details. How's that? Um, they showed us how to use polar coordinates to graph complex numbers. Mm-hmm. And I just remember having one of those, oh, wow, moments. Um, you know, something that I would never have been able to discover by myself. I mm. would not have been able to get to without someone leading me through all those, you know, incredible number of steps in mathematics to be able to get to the point where I could understand how using, you know, <clears throat> polar coordinates and even understanding complex numbers. Mm. So on one hand, 
there was that appreciation for teachers really being able to guide me through. On the other hand, I was pretty much, you know, a voracious reader and was reading a lot of different things and all, you know, I thought that it's also my responsibility to educate myself. So I'm kind of in that place where in high school and even in college, same thing, that when there was a professor or a teacher who could really move me forward, I just latched on. Mm-hmm. I was like a giant leech, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, take mm-hmm. me through. But if there were other things that I was interested in and I was able to make my way through it on my own, I was happy to proceed by myself as well. Mm. But the the people who could accelerate my learning, who could really help me gain insights into things I think that I would have missed, I'm eternally grateful Mm. to those instructors. Um, And, you know, people, I mean, I, I originally went in as a bioengineering major in college and was converted to a literature major by, um, a graduate student's um, introductory lecture. <laughs> huh. Yeah. So I think the thing is, is that most people who do become teachers or most people who become educators have positive experiences in education, a love mm. of learning. So it's, it's hard that, for us, I think, to not understand how could you not get excited by learning? Yeah. yeah right? How yeah, could you yeah. not be on your own picking up a book or, you know, um, or the famous thing, if you're interested in it, Google it. <laughs> So those students um, seem to me to be the fun, interesting kind of students. But on the other hand, I do have to admit, in a certain way, they're scary to teach. Oh, man. Right? Because this, <laughs> this is the group toes. that started off with the famous question, right? Yes. I, I was listening. I thought, ah, oh, this is the ones where he said, have you ever regretted becoming a teacher? Not this until now. <laughs> it's that group, right? Yeah, yeah. Was that student present yeah. by any chance? No, no. That, that, that question was maybe eight to 10 years oh ago. i'm sorry but it was this, but, but the but, same you know, university same yeah <laughs> same place yeah same class so how did you deal with like because I, I when i get these really high-powered motivated you know self you know um regulating students sometimes i get really scared i go through you know that i'm just not qualified to teach you guys oh my god am well, i gonna be able to give there's always that nagging down yeah 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 actually it's fairly common by the way i've been reading some articles about that Teachers have um, this fear of being found out that they're truly not qualified or something. <laughs> it's an, it's a, a nagging doubt issue. But how do you deal with that? I mean, you know, there's the excitement. Do you prep more? Do you find yourself um, trying to anticipate what they would expect, where the class would go a little bit more? Well, I've been I've been at this university for about 10 years, so I'm, I've kind of gotten used to it. I'm not, you know caught off guard like that anymore and i know enough to deliver uh the the classes at a level that is a little bit more in keeping with their expectations and you know where where, where their gap is going to be again uh, i try to do a a bit of needs analysis and i i have a little more data now to base that on so when i go in at the beginning of the year i understand where this where the levels of these classes are going to be so i deliver things at at that at a level that I think is going to interest them and pique them and um, challenge them a little bit, so I don't go in and, and lowball them anymore. So it's, I suppose I do a bit more presentation because a lot of what you know I we do in class is peripheral to the quote unquote lesson, and so I need to know a little bit more about whatever the, the discussion topic is going to be into whether it's in terms of it's historical or whether it's a current event um so i guess in that sense there is a whole lot more preparation that goes into it because you know i make sure that my my myself is uh, that i'm covered so to speak yes, that uh, i'd be prepared that you know, yeah, there are going to be some that there will be questions and um well it's, it's certainly acceptable and i have no problem saying that i don't know and I'll find out for you for next week, which I have done. Um, I, I try to minimize that. I try to be prepared as best I can. Hmm. Yeah, those. I have a couple of those classes, uh, and I have to read up on the topic mm-hmm. before. It's not like mm-hmm. another class where you basically will have enough knowledge based on what you know. But just I know that I'm going to be asked some questions that I'm not going to be ready for. So I want to limit that as much as possible but also um it allows me to listen better to what's going on during the conversations 
And I'm, I'm amazed sometimes with, because um, I have a, a group of students like that, and they're well-read. They're knowledgeable. They're, you give, tell them that there's a topic for discussion next week, and they will read about it. Mm-hmm. They will come in with interesting points of view. Yeah, that's who these kids are, too. But, Tony, I want to go, if you don't mind, I want to go back to one other thing we talked about before we started the show which is you were talking about the one student who was learning about the fact that the information they got wasn't completely right. Okay, yeah, that was that was that was, that was an interesting down my thing list. you talked about. But yeah, but you yeah, didn't well, get to uh, it and I No, well, that's still ahead. Oh, but, I'm sorry, uh, am I jumping do, ahead? Let's do it now. No, 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 it doesn't these are no specific order. But yeah, that's on my list. Um No, that was um one of the yeah, that was listening, you know, second time uh picked up on on that and yeah, that was a that was I think one of those really important things, and um, I don't I don't even know if we can say especially in Japan, because given the you know the 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 poison uh, that's spread by Fox News in the United States and the people who swallow it, um, I don't think we can say especially in Japan anymore because I think back in our home country um, uh, there's a, a whole lot of people like to slap up the head and teach this lesson too, but. Um, the, with the lesson that the student learned, <laughs> I'll get off the soapbox, um, was that um, she um, wanted to become, in, in her future, she thought it would become a writer because uh, one of her teachers, uh, teaching uh, Portuguese, and he's probably, I think, I think he's Japanese, but his major is Portuguese and has, has been to Brazil and maybe specialized in Indians in South America, native South Americans. Um, that uh, he was telling his class that um, after he or when he um, went to South America and um, studied or spent some time observed um, the Indians firsthand, uh, he realized that how much of the information that he had been given and what he had been taught uh, was wrong and that his his observations and what he learned there did not gel at all with the previous information. And this idea stuck uh, with the student. And she you know, expanded on that and realized that, yeah, there's a lot of areas where this is a problem. And one of the things that she wants to do in the future is become a writer, um, go find out the truth, capital T, and uh, and then write about it and spread the truth. So mission accomplished, <sighs> right? Well, yeah, uh, that, that guy did a good job. That, guy, or that he, woman, he, whoever. He, well, he, I think he's a he, but touche. She said a he, but um, okay. he or it wasn't she, me. But he or she, whoever they did, they did they their job. It. They yeah. did their job. They did the key thing, didn't they? <clears throat> Inspired right. a desire it's, to find things out. Sparked the fire. Find it out for yourself. Determine the truth. Mm. Excellent, right? Mm. Got to tip our hat to. So that, yeah, so I found teacher. I found that yeah that you know in the second listening found that little kernel was like ah good <laughs> and you know it's one out of five that's a, that's a, well that's good. Is there anything else you want to address? Because I want to kind of go back to at some <clears throat> point the end of semester blues. Yeah, issue. well there 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 may be two things. Okay. There are two things. Um, one was um, kind of general, and uh, and again, this this group is not normative, but um, it was there were not not all, but some um, were talking about their desire to get abroad, to live abroad, to study abroad, to go to different countries and get that experience, which. A couple of times over the last year or two, you and I have lamented about the lack of interest and the inward uh, tendency of, you know, our students recently in in recent years, how their 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 scope has really got was narrowed and narrowed in more inward looking and you know reflective of the country as a whole. It was really nice to see uh, so many of this group, again not a representative group, but still still. Uh, interested in, get, in in getting out. Mm-hmm. I think that was really important. And the other thing that stuck, struck me about um, what the kids were um, uh, talking about uh, was the uh, that they mentioned, they didn't talk about it much, 
But uh, something that I think you and I can kind of understand and, and relate to is that one of the big differences from high school uh, to university was the lack of closer or more personal relationships between the students and the teachers. Mm. And that's, uh, you know, no, it's a no-brainer because in, in high school you've got the homeroom teacher. You're seeing uh, the same teacher, you know, day after day. We see our students 90 minutes. And my classes with these kids are huge. I mean, I've got over 40 kids in each of these classes. So, yeah, um, when, when she mentioned personal relationship, like, oh, I probably rolled my eyes like, oh, yeah, good luck with that. So on my Thursdays I teach you know, over 160 kids. Right. Once a week. <sighs> yeah. So, yeah, get personal. That's an interest, but the desire for more contact with the instructor, a good question is why would you want to have more contact? What benefits did it provide? be interesting to see whether they perceive that that aspect has, is it stayed the same or has it changed, mm. right? What mm. do you want from, mm. you know, mm. did, is it the same thing you wanted from your high school teachers that you want from your university professors? That's a, that's a real good question, you know, because like, we can we can kind of guess at what, you know, the positives might be, but it would be, yeah, it would be fascinating to hear th- them say um, what it is that they think is important about that and what they feel they're not getting, what aspect of right. that is most yeah. beneficial. Yeah, great question. I'd be really curious to see. So if you ever have a chance to talk to them or if you can email them, actually, mm. that would be a really interesting thing to find out. Well, hopefully they'll be listening to this and they'll give us some feedback, get a second chance. That's and then, Well, you'd and, always... And, oh, these I, kids will. Yeah. They'll, they'll probably listen because they want to hear themselves on a podcast, Yes, yes, right? they will. Yep. yep. And I'll remind them I still have them one more time this semester, so... Uh, remind them to take a listen and, well, if and you hear got, all the things we've talked about <laughs> about them. But that's the end of my list. So go ahead. Yeah, I just want to say to you guys that uh, to those of you who participated in a, the discussion that thanks for doing that. It was great. It was fun to listen to students I didn't know and hear what they had to think. Um, but yeah, the the thing was um, and just to give background to our listeners. Um, you know, <clears throat> Tony and I are kind of emailing each other throughout the week. And I remember that you, if you don't mind my saying this one, right? This go, go. Is he, he sent me that email about being bummed. Oh, okay. And I understood it. And I think my response back was, well, you know, I think it's end of semester blues. It's when you get to the end of the semester and you think, I just didn't accomplish all the things I set out to do. And I'm wondering if that's just because of the expectation you have, right? That it's in the sense that Contact with me, I would hope, in a classroom would inspire students to want to learn more, to be more interested in the world, to be more excited that they could come back and say, wow, you know, school's great. I understand that this is what can happen. And, of course, that's not going to always happen, and it's going to be pretty much, I think, a minority position to some degree. And I'm just wondering, you know, what about that end-of-semester blues thing? I mean, you, you first went through it, and then on a second listener and a third listen you kind of moved out of that, right? Yeah. Well, I'm Describe still in that. that. You're still I'm, in that. I'm still in that rut my, <laughs> myself. Yeah, I've but, been in that rut um, for 25 years, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it gets, but yeah, but it, it's got levels, right? And yeah, it, it's nuanced. It, yes. <laughs> it's like, you know, post holidays, right? So Christmas is behind us. New Year's is behind us. We've got this odd period. We've got three or four weeks. For me, the, the break was pretty short because mm. um, my classes went kind of late. Several days of the break, I was very, very sick. So I uh, came back to classes in January not feeling very refreshed. And you're left with this odd set of classes. You know, different schools are different. At one school, I got one class. At another school, I got five. Um, am I am at the end? Am I not at the end? There was this general disorientation, fatigue. Uh, so, yeah, not in the best mind, you know, frame of mind at all just in general uh, in general yeah and, and just you know it, for a teacher yeah yeah just feeling kind of burned out yeah we should talk about teaching <laughs> how to <laughs> deal with that but yeah, yeah well burnout's another yeah whole whole other uh, topic but very yeah unbelievably common i think teacher burnout is like one of the highest it's social workers and police and teachers have incredibly high burnout rates. Mm. Interestingly enough, you'd think that skydivers would have a burnout rate, but they don't. But, uh, yeah, I, end of the semester, but I'm wondering, take that away and 
it's kind of, I guess where I'm driving at is that the expectations we have as not just teachers, but as educators overall, right? When I think about being a teacher, I think about my, my topic or my subject, but being an educator involves a whole wide range of things, right? Kind mm-hmm. of like the life lessons, the how to deal with information. And that just wondering about my own personal effectiveness, which I just think I just don't achieve as much as I could. So that's why I get bummed at the end of the semester. But I also get bummed at it, super well pointed out, because I'm on these weird different schedules. And like, one school had two classes left, another school had one class left, right? Mm. It's really weird. But I don't know. I mean, I listened to your your students talking, and I thought this is a really excellent group of young people who would be a joy to teach. Oh, they are. <laughs> oh, they're, they're, they're fantastic. I would wonder whether or not, you know, at the end, had I taken them as far as I could have taken them. Well, that we you, you talked about their level and uh, talked about like the the challenge and things and and yeah it's it's much harder. Uh, so, you know, in contrast, we, also we were talking about you know b- before we started recording uh, another one of my classes who at the beginning of the year I was talking about how they just would not speak and you've got you know students who you know basically in high school have never been required to speak English and you're you're really talking about the whole other end of the spectrum. Uh, in terms of English ability, eh, not overall, but in terms of English ability, um, and the you know, the joy in seeing the progress uh, that they've made, and the, the the fact that they're talking to me all the time in English and expressing gratitude for building their confidence and for doing this. I I hated English before, now I enjoy it, and as I was afraid of something about now I have confidence, and to hear the you know to see that. It's really rewarding, but, you know, it's in some ways easier, in some ways easier. Mm. Um, whereas when you've got a group of students who are uh, already at a at a given level, um, you've got to work. I, I don't know. Am I really working harder? It's a different kind of work, mm. right? I mean, it's a it's a it's a different kind of challenge. You really need to do things differently. And uh I guess it takes a certain amount of flexibility to to do both. On both but, the teachers uh, and the students' parts. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But uh you no, no, absolutely. They're they are a truly a joy because you can uh the, the kinds of things that you can teach and the kind of things that you can share and the kind of interactions that you have with them are um so I mean, by their very nature, just so different. And uh, and I you know, I I, I, jo- I make the joke every now and then. But it's actually very true. It's like, you know, at this school, it's like I'm I'm teaching at a real university. Mm. These classes are like real university classes, mm. you know, United States standard mm. university classes. This is not make believe. And, um, yeah, and you got to you got to you got to come to class ready. Yeah, I think that you've kind of nailed it. <laughs> not really <laughs> needed for me to say anything else. The only thing I was going to add, though just because I can't leave it in a good thing alone, <laughs> was that when I do get those classes, one of the real joys is to be able to kind of disappear in the classroom. Uh, and you know how they just go. And they're having conversations with themselves and it requires no guidance for me, just the occasional aside that I'll add. And that feeling is just so joyful to you know, watch them run with you know, English as a tool for them to communicate to each other, discuss and come up with new ideas. So I like those. I think everyone dreams about those classes and you're lucky that you get to teach at a place where you have those kinds of students. Yeah. Don't I know it? And I think everyone who listens would say, yes, we, we know it too. (laughs) (laughs) So for those of your students who are listening now, you've gotten a lot of compliments. Don't let it go to your head. No, no, no. They seem like a good group. No chance of that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not talking about all the failures. (laughs) I didn't mean your head. I meant their head. Uh, You know, uh, that they're a good bunch of students, but I don't think it would go to their head. Mm. But I think that's a good point to wrap up, maybe. What do you think? Mm. Sure. Okay, so we had a... We had two teachers and what was it? Five students, right? Five students. Two right. teachers and five students talking. A new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Charles Wiz. 
And this is uh, Tony Silva. And thank you. Um, it's the last chance. Please do you want another to shout out to those students, right? Because they really yes. took a lot of courage. And uh, it was a real pain. Their time was really tight. And a lot of them really had the hustle, had timing to everybody together. It was a big effort. It was a big favor that I asked them. And uh, I really, really appreciate it. So thanks, guys. Um, thank you, guys. And yeah. have a good spring vacation. Okay. And so we are. We are. Two, really two are. Teachers two, two, two teachers talking. Two teachers talking at twoteacherstalking.com. Two, at gmail.com. Um, where else are we? We're on iTunes. iTunes at Two Teachers Talking and Skype Two Teachers Talking. So I think you guys can figure that out. I think it's pretty yeah, I, Even I can figure that out. Mm. Okay. So once again, Tony, thank you very much. Very thank As you, we Charles. wind down the semester, and please again thank your students. Yes, uh, we'll do. Okay. Bye.